Section 1 of Poems of American History, Volume 2, The Revolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano Part 2 The Revolution Flawless His Heart Flawless His Heart and Tempered to the Core, Who, beckoned by the forward-leaning wave, First left behind him the firm-footed shore, And, urged by every nerve of sail and oar, steered for the unknown which gods to mortals gave of thought and action the mysterious door bugbear of fools a summons to the brave strength found he in the unsympathizing sun and strange stars from beneath the horizon won and the dumb ocean pitilessly grave high-hearted surely he but bolder they who first off-cast their moorings from the habitable past, and ventured chartless on the sea of storm engendering liberty. For all earth's width of waters is a span, and their convulsed existence mere repose, matched with the unstable heart of man, shoreless in wants, mist girt in all it knows open to every wind of sect or clan and sudden passionate in ebbs and flows james russell lowell chapter one the coming of discontent the close of the struggle with the french for the possession of the continent may be fairly said to mark the beginning of that series of aggressions on the part of england which ended in the revolt of her colonies true there had been before that arbitrary and tyrannical royal governors and absurdly perverse enactments on the parts of the lords of trade but not until the french troubles had been disposed of did the british government bend its energies seriously to regulating the affairs of a people which it considered fractious and turbulent in the virginia gazette for may second seventeen sixty six appeared one of the first of those songs afterwards so numerous which expressed the discontents of the colonies under this regime the virginia song may second seventeen sixty six sure never was picture drawn more to the life or affectionate husband more fond of his wife than america copies and loves britain's sons who conscious of freedom are bold as great guns hearts of oak are we still for we're sons of those men who always are ready steady boys steady to fight for their freedom again and again though we feast and grow fat on america's soil yet we own ourselves subjects of britain's fair isle and who so absurd to deny us the name 
since true british blood flows in every vein hearts of oak etc then cheer up my lads to your country be firm like kings of the ocean we'll weather each storm integrity calls out fair liberty see waves her flag o'er our heads and her words are be free hearts of oak etc to king george as true subjects we loyal bow down but hope we may call magna carta our own let the rest of the world slavish worship decree great britain has ordered her sons to be free hearts of oak etc poor esau his birthright gave up for a bribe americans score the mean soul-selling tribe beyond life our freedom we choose to possess which through life will defend and abjure a broad s hearts of oak are we still and we're sons of those men who fear not the ocean brave roarings of cannon who stop all oppression again and again on our brow while we laurel crown liberty wear what englishmen ought we americans dare though tempests and terrors around us we see bribes nor fears can prevail over the hearts that are free hearts of oak etc with loyalty liberty let us entwine our blood shall for both flow as free as our wine let us set an example what all men should be and a toast give the world here's to those dare be free hearts of oak etc in seventeen sixty six william pitt perhaps the most enlightened friend america had in england became prime minister and adopted towards the colonies a policy so conciliatory that it occasioned much disgust in england it is evident from the following verses which appeared originally in the gentleman's magazine the world turned upside down or the old woman taught wisdom goody bull and her daughter together fell out both squabbled and wrangled and made a rout but the cause of the quarrel remains to be told then lend both your ears and a tale i'll unfold the old lady it seems took a freak in her head that her daughter grown woman might earn her own bread self-applauding her scheme she was ready to dance but were often too sanguine in what we advance for mark the event thus by fortune were crossed nor should people reckon without their good host the daughter was sulky and wouldn't come too and pray what in this case could the old woman do in vain did the matron hold forth in the cause that the young one was able her duty the laws ingratitude vile disobedience far worse but she might even as well sung psalms to a horse young froward and sullen and vain of her beauty she tartly replied that she knew well her duty that other folks children were kept by their friends and that some folks loved people but for their own ends zounds neighbor quoth pitt what the devil's the matter a man cannot rest in his house for your clatter alas cries the daughter here's dainty fine work 
the old woman grown harder than jew or than turk she be says the farmer and to her he goes first roars in her ears then tweaks her old nose hallo goody what ails you wake woman i say i am come to make peace in this desperate fray ad zooks ope thine eyes what a pother is here you've no right to compel her you have not i swear be ruled by your friends kneel down and ask pardon you'd be sorry i'm sure should she walk convent garden alas cries the old woman and must i comply but i'd rather submit than the huzzy should die pooh prithee be quiet be friends and agree you must surely be right if you're guided by me unwillingly awkward the mother knelt down while the absolute farmer went on with a frown come kiss the poor child there come kiss and be friends there kiss your poor daughter and make her amends no thanks to you mother the daughter replied but thanks to my friend here i've humbled your pride but pitt was soon incapacitated by illness from taking any active part in the government and charles townshend chancellor of the exchequer was able to pass his port bills and other oppressive measures many prominent americans among them samuel adams decided that the colonies must be independent a song january twenty sixth seventeen sixty nine come cheer up my lads like a true british band in the cause of our country who join heart and hand fair freedom invites she cries out agree and be steadfast for those that are steadfast for me hearts of oak are we all hearts of oak will remain we always are ready steady boys steady to give them our voices again and again with the brave sons of freedom of every degree unite all the good and united are we but still be the lot of the villains disgrace whose foul rotten hearts give the lie to their face hearts of oak etc see their unblushing chieftain perverter of laws his teeth are the sharks and a vulture's his claws as soon would i venture however he may talk my lambs with a wolf or my fowls with a hawk hearts of oak etc first the worth of good kruger let's crown with applause who has joined us again in fair liberty's cause sour envy herself is afraid of his name and weeps that she finds not a blot in his fame hearts of oak etc to chauncey my souls let your praises resound with health and success may his goodness be crowned may the cup of his joy never cease to run o'er for he gave to us all when he gave to the poor hearts of oak etc what britain undaunted that pants to be free but warms at the mention of brave delancey happy freedom said fame what a son have you here whose head is approved and whose heart is sincere hearts of oak etc for worth and for truth and good nature renowned 
let the name and applauses of walton go round his prudent attracts but his free honest soul gives a grace to the rest and enlivens the whole hearts of oak etc huzza for the patriots whose virtue is tried unbiased by faction untainted by pride who liberty's welfare undaunted pursue with heads ever clear and hearts ever true hearts of oak etc new york journal january twenty sixth seventeen sixty nine associations known as sons of liberty were organized in the larger cities and in february seventeen seventy the first liberty pole in america was raised at new york city in what is now city hall park a struggle ensued with the british troops during which the pole was twice cut down but it was hooped with iron and set up a third time a tory versifier celebrated the event in a burlesque cantata from which the following description of the pole is taken the liberty pole february seventeen seventy come listen good neighbors of every degree whose hearts like your purses are open and free let this pole a monument ever remain of the folly and arts of the time-serving train dairy down down hay dairy down its bottom so heartfully fixed underground resembles their scheming so low and profound the dark underminings and base dirty deeds on which the success of the faction depends dairy down etc the vein marked with freedom may put us in mind as it varies and flutters and turns with the wind that no faith can be placed in the words of our foes who change as the wind of their interest blows dairy down etc the iron clasped round it so firm and so neat resembles too closely their fraud and deceit if the outsides but guarded they care not a pin how rotten and hollow the heart is within dairy down etc then away ye pretenders to freedom away who strive to cajole us in hopes to betray leave the pole for the stroke of the lightning to sever and huzza for king george and our country for ever dairy down etc two regiments of british troops arrived at boston on march five seventeen sixty eight and annoyed the people in many ways brawls were frequent and by the beginning of seventeen seventy the tension of feeling had reached the snapping point the massachusetts liberty song and the british grenadier did not go well together the british grenadier come come fill up your glasses and drink a health to those who carry caps and pouches and wear their looped clothes for be you whig or tory or any mortal thing be sure that you give glory to george our gracious king for if you prove rebellious he'll thunder in your ears huzza 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 for the british grenadiers and when the wars are over we'll march by beat of drum the ladies cry so ho girls the grenadiers have come the grenadiers who always with love our hearts do cheer 
then huzzah 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 for the british grenadier on the evening of march five a crowd collected near the barracks and some blows were exchanged a sentinel in king street knocked down a boy and was about to be mobbed when captain preston and seven privates came to his assistance the crowd pressed upon their levelled pieces which were suddenly discharged killing four men and wounding seven crispus attucks a mulatto slave was the first to fall crispus attucks march five seventeen seventy where shall we seek for a hero and where shall we find a story our laurels are wreathed for conquest our songs for completed glory but we honor a shrine unfinished a column uncapped with pride if we sing the deed that was sown like seed when crispus attucks died shall we take for a sign this negro slave with unfamiliar name with his poor companions nameless too till their lives leaped forth in flame yea surely the verdict is not for us to render or deny we can only interpret the symbol god chose these men to die as teachers and types that to humble lives may chief award be made that from lowly ones and rejected stones the temple's base is laid when the bullets leaped from the british guns no chance decreed their aim men see what the royal hireling saw a multitude and a flame but beyond the flame a mystery five men dying in the street while the streams of several races in the well of a nation meet o blood of the people changeless tide through century creed and race still one as a sweet salt air is one though tempered by sun and place the same in the ocean currents and the same in the sheltered seas forever the fountain of common hopes and kindly sympathies indian and negro saxon and celt teuton and latin and gaul mere surface shadow and sunshine while the sounding unifies all one love one hope one duty theirs no matter the time or ken there never was separate heartbeat in all the races of men but alien is one of class not race he has drawn the line for himself his roots drink life from inhuman soil from garbage of pomp and pelf his heart beats not with the common beat he has changed his life streams you he deems his flesh to be finer flesh he boasts that his blood is blue patrician aristocrat tory whatever his age or name to the people's rights and liberties a traitor ever the same the natural crowd is a mob to him their prayer a vulgar rhyme the freeman's speech is sedition and the patriot's deed a crime wherever the race the law the land whatever the time or throne the tory is always a traitor to every class but his own thank god for a land where pride is clipped where arrogance stalks apart where law and song and loathing of wrongs are words of the common heart where the masses honor straightforward strength and know when veins are bled 
that the bluest blood is putrid blood that the people's blood is red and honor to crispus attucks who was leader and voice that day the first to defy and the first to die with maverick car and gray call it riot or revolution his hand first clenched at the crown his feet were the first in perilous place to pull the king's flag down his breast was the first one rent apart that liberty's stream might flow for our freedom now and forever his head was the first laid low call it riot or revolution or mob or crowd as you may such deaths have been seed of nations such lives shall be honored for aye they were lawless hinds to the lackeys but martyrs to paul revere and otis and hancock and warren read spirit and meaning clear ye teachers answer what shall be done when just men stand in the dock when the caitiff is robed in ermine and his sworders heaped a lock when torture is robbed of clemency and guilt is without remorse when tiger and panther are gentler than the christian slaver's curse when law is a satrap's menace and order the drill of a horde shall the people kneel to be trampled and bare their neck to the sword not so by the stone of resistance that boston raises here by the old north church's lantern and the watching of paul revere not so by paris of ninety three and ulster of ninety eight by toussaint and san domingo by the horror of delhi's gate by adam's word to hutchinson by the tea that is brewing still by the farmers that meet the soldiers at concord and bunker hill not so not so till the world is done the shadow of wrong is dread the crowd that bends to a lord to-day to-morrow shall strike him dead there is only one thing changeless the earth steals from under our feet the times and manners are passing moods and the laws are incomplete there is only one thing changes not one word that still survives the slave is the wretch who wields the lash and not the man in gyves there is only one test of contract is it willing is it good there is only one guard of equal right the unity of blood there is never a mind unchained and true that class or race allows there is never a law to be obeyed that reason disavows there is never a legal sin but grows to the law's disaster the master shall drop the whip and the slave shall enslave the master o planter of seed and thought and deed has the year of right resolved and brought the negro patriot's cause with its problem to be solved his blood streamed first for the building and through all the centuries years our growth of story and fame of glory are mixed with his blood and tears he lived with men like a soul condemned derided defamed and mute debased to the brutal level and instructed to be a brute his virtue was shorn of benefit his industry of reward his love o oh men it were mercy to have cut affection's cord through the night of his woe no pity save that of his fellow-slave 
for the wage of his priceless labor the scourging block and the grave and now is the tree to blossom is the bowl of agony filled shall the price be paid and the honor said and the word of outrage stilled and we who have toiled for freedom's law have we sought for freedom's soul have we learned at last that human right is not a part but the whole that nothing is told while the clinging sin remains part unconfessed that the health of the nation is perilled if one man be oppressed has he learned the slave from the rice swamps whose children were sold has he with broken chains on his limbs and the cry in his blood i am free as he learned through affliction's teaching what our crispus addicts knew when right is stricken the white and black are counted as one not two as he learned that his century of grief was worth a thousand years in blending his life and blood with ours and that all his toils and tears were heaped and poured on him suddenly to give him a right to stand from the gloom of african forests and the blaze of the freest land that his hundred years have earned for him a place in the human van which others have fought for and thought for since the world of wrong began for this shall his vengeance change to love and his retribution burn defending the right the meek and the poor when each shall have his turn for this shall he set his woeful past afloat on the stream of night for this he forgets as we all forget when the darkness turns to light for this he forgives as we all forgive when wrong has changed to right and so must we come to the learning of boston's lesson to-day the moral that crispus addicts taught in the old heroic way god made mankind to be one in blood as one in spirit and thought and so great a boon by a brave man's death is never dearly bought john boyle o'reilly this insignificant street riot was the famous boston massacre it created a great stir and the victims were buried with military honors on march eighth the bodies being deposited in a single vault a few days later paul revere engraved and printed a large handbill giving a picture of the scene accompanied by the following lines unhappy boston march eighth seventeen seventy unhappy boston see thy sons deplore thy hallowed walks besmeared with guiltless gore while faithless preston in his savage bands with murderous rancor stretch their bloody hands like fierce barbarians gritting over their prey approve the carnage and enjoy the day if scalding drops from rage from anguish wrung if speechless sorrows laboring for a tongue where if a weeping world can aught appease the plaintive ghosts of victims such as these the patriots copious tears for each are shed a glorious tribute which embalms the dead but no fate summons to that awful goal where justice strips the murderer of his soul should venal see 
the scandal of the land snatched the relentless villain from her hand keen execrations on this plate inscribed shall reach a judge who never can be bribed paul revere end of section one recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida